going to VAR. They're checking. <laughs> hey, Connie. Check complete. Let's head over to the bar. Yes, yes, yes. And we're back again with another episode of the VAR Bar. This time around covering about 11, 12 games. Quick fire style, of course. We are doing this whilst Messi is playing his grudge match v Poland. So, as you can see, we are, we are as dedicated as ever. Uh, joining me tonight will be none other than Peter Prez. How you doing, man? Yeah, I'm good, my bro. What are you saying? Good, good, good. Can't complain, man. Just came back from a young young tour de, tour de Paris and Bristol. So, happy to be home, man, finally. Yeah, got, got something cooking for us, yeah? <laughs> yeah man rapping drew rapping drew is actually rapping nowadays so yeah <laughs> um yeah man something coming up very soon very soon but let's not dilly dally too much let's get it straight cracking um with the world cup games man and let's start where you guys left off of uh, spain germany it ended yep. up a one or draw uh morata opening the scoring from the bench and then another um yeah substitute Full crook, smash one in um, almost before half, almost before full time. Um, yeah, what have you made of that game and Germany in particular so far in this tournament? Yeah, it was a little bit of an anti-climax game, if I'm honest with you. Um, obviously, probably a fair result in the end, given the the way the game went. But um, yeah, this I mean, it's probably Germany's be- Germany's best performance in out of the two games that they've played so far. Um, however, there's still something missing, I feel. Um, that attacking impetus isn't really there. Defensively, they look shaky. Obviously, um, Muziala looking like their standout player. But yeah, there's just, it just doesn't look like the Germany teams that we've been accustomed to in, in recent years, and especially in tournament football. Yeah. Um, and yeah, Spain, uh, yeah, I probably expected a little bit more from them coming into this game, given how... They disgraced uh, Costa Rica in the way they did. But yeah, like I said, man, I think probably a fair result given how the game went. Yeah. And um, yeah, because obviously that that particular result, because Germany were on the cusp of like not <laughs> not seeing the round of 16 at all before even game uh, three was going to be kicked off. But now yep. they, they, they carry in last with one point. Their final game is against Costa Rica. Japan is facing Spain. Uh, what, what do you think is going to happen there? Because this might be back-to-back World Cups for Spain, not, you, you know what I mean? Hitting the round of 16s, man, and that that might, you know, spell the end of their, I wouldn't say dominance, but like it is a, is a powerhouse international-wise. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Um, I mean, that group is, is pretty tight. I mean, I think every, every team in that group can still go through, right? So yeah. it's... Um, yeah, everybody. Germany just has, has to, to win, though. The rest can yeah. kind of draw, but Germany has to win. So Germany are, are they still banking on results elsewhere to qualify, or if they win their game, can they still make it through? Basically, if they win, it's Costa Rica, isn't it? so if they win by more yeah. than, if I'm looking right now, three goals yeah. or two goals? Yeah, two goals. If like Spain beats, um, yeah, if Spain beats Japan, then they're calm if yeah. they win. Yeah. Um, but if that game ends in a draw, for for example, then yeah, two goals. Yeah, yeah, two goals will do. 
Yeah, man. So, I mean, Germany will probably be kicking themselves. Well, definitely will be kicking themselves because they didn't hit the ground running uh, in their first game against Japan. Uh, Looked second best for large parts of that game. So, I mean, if they do go out, you kind of have to say, well, you didn't start the tournament strong enough. Yeah, man, because... Uh, in order in order to win games, you have to to to, to score goals, especially in in the group stages of a, of a tournament. Uh, so, and they haven't been able to do that, man. Um, so yeah, it, it would be their own doing. Yeah, it's tight. Um, let's move over quick to the other group. Then um, I think that that day started off with Cameroon Serbia, which yeah. ended in a free or draw. Man, uh, that was a brazy game. Thing is, mm-hmm. I didn't even watch that game. But I just I could just hear it like the comment commentary and it was just like I think Cameroon went down in the first half with three one in it or two one oh they got three one yeah yeah three one yeah and then they came back great goal mm-hmm. from Abubakar and then Chupa Moten um, after great play from Abubakar as well man um, yeah I mean what have you made of in particular Serbia this mm-hmm. this this World Cup so far because me personally I had high expectations. Um, from them, um, specifically in this group, like player for player, um, they have the st- the second best uh, squad, but they're languishing at the bottom with a minus two goal difference and one point, similar to Cameroon. So, yeah. I don't know. What do you think? Again, yeah, like you say on paper, man, very strong team, uh, especially in their sort of like front six area. You think of, um, you know, the Mitrovic's of this world, the Milenkovic, Savic, Tadic, you know, players that, that are considered household names in Europe. Um, yeah, it, it just hasn't really come together for them. I think they looked strong in the first half of that Cameroon game. Um, I did manage to catch uh, most of it. And it, it seemed like coming out in the second half, they were just going to go uh, go on and batter them, really. But yeah, it, it didn't pan out that way. And um, I think once... Um, uh, Cameroon got that goal back uh, that you know there was questions for offside uh, initially with the Abu Bakar chip but once they got that back they kind of just had that belief from there and um, Serbia really didn't grow uh, grow from uh, their second half uh, their first half rather so yeah man another disappointment similar story with with Germany um, just just not able to put uh, Cameroon away and now they, they find themselves in a sticky situation so when it when it starts coming down to mathematics um, you know having to qualify you're always going to put yourself in danger so um, yeah man yeah. And, and obviously in the other game Switzerland uh, not Switzerland Brazil did enough um, mm-hmm. to uh, yeah qualify to the round of 16 already uh, beating Switzerland 1-0 it was a bit of a tough match to be honest I watched that mm-hmm. game um, it wasn't as straightforward as most people would have thought, uh, but a Casemiro, yeah, would I say screamer? Because it was a huge <laughs> deflection from Makanji. Um, but nevertheless, he did well. Done yeah. the dance, man. Yeah, man. Got the win. As you say, it wasn't a, a great Brazil performance. Um, and for... Uh, a large portion of that game you thought that Switzerland might nick it at some stage um, yeah. because Brazil did give them opportunities to um, get at them at at certain points but with the fire part I just look at Brazil's squad every time and just think this is ridiculous man like they changed they changed it up I think um, sometime in the first half and brought on like a, a different set of attacking players and it was just like 
these are these are genuinely this is what when you when you hear the like term like for like this is genuinely what it means being able to to replace those players and and there's not a drop off in quality really so um this is this is why like when i look at the the tournament and who i think is going to go all the way I, I i just can't see past brazil man because even with neymar being out and you know the question marks around whether he'll even make another appearance in this world cup i'm wondering obviously from a let's say a leadership perspective somebody that that's got the x factor and basically their best player you would think that would be you know a massive loss for them but looking at it now they they're able to plug these gaps um, but did you not see like they had a bit of they struggled a little bit with creativity because i think yeah, facts, they put facts. fred in that in in the middle look like kind of like where where neymar would have operated mm. and I mean, <laughs> that Fred, yeah, you say like players <laughs> come in like for like, but he sticks out like a sore thumb, man, for me in that yeah. Brazil team. And not even like uh, that he's not te- technical enough, but he's just he's just a different type of player than them all. Because obviously, mm. what's his name? Um, Casemiro, he's not necessarily like your flair guy or whatever, but you can mm. see the trip, th- not the trip. <laughs> you can see the tech emanating from him, man. Like yeah. y- you could just see with his passes. And, but but Fred, I don't know, man. Like this guy would be in a black star team, yeah, and he would even be top three, bro. <laughs> like <laughs> honestly, <laughs> the trim, his teeth, everything, man. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know, man. I I, I don't know if I hundred percent agree with that. I think they might, you know, similar to like the twenty was it fourteen? Yeah, twenty fourteen World Cup. When mm-hmm. they lost Neymar to an injury then as well. Mm, yep. Yeah, they look they kind of, you know, attacking wise, they were toothless for, you know, large parts in that game against Switzerland. So yeah. I don't know, it might be tight. But like you said, man, like across the board, yeah, they are strong, man. Thiago Silva as well, man, absolutely man. immense at that age. Yeah. What he's doing. Then they got Marquinhos, then they got Eden Militao, who's like a bit of a donk out of those sets, but he's so quick. His recovery is so mad that it doesn't even make sense, man. Um, yeah, Group G, they already qualified. Um, ev- everyone else can still qualify. Um, mm-hmm. ev- it's, it's basically in in their hands. Serbia play um, Switzerland, so they're good with a dub. Cameroon also play Brazil. And yeah, if both if both Cameroon and Serbia win, then it's a goal difference thing, isn't it? By how many goals? So yeah, yeah. This this group is is tight, um, and then Group H, um, that game started with Ghana South Korea Jeez. crazy match. <laughs> Yo, I think Ghana yeah, <laughs> we're we're basically the entertainment FC of this tournament, man. I'm Silently confident, yeah. I'm not, I'm not even ta- talking about that still, <laughs> but more than like obviously the Ghana games have just been chaos. Entertainment, mm. goals, yeah. four goals against. It's just mad. And the same thing happened again against South Korea, man. Um, l- let me just ask you first, man. Um, mm-hmm. Before the game, what did you think? Did you think uh, Ghana would have had any chance um, seeing what South Korea, how they played at, rather uh, against Uruguay? What did yeah. you think? Yeah, no, I definitely thought Ghana had every chance coming into this game. Um, it wasn't a write-off at all. South Korea, I mean, put in a decent performance against um, Uruguay, and you know, you did you did think that there was there might have been more to come from them um, with some of the chances that uh, landed, but you know they they weren't they they weren't able to score. So I don't know, man. I feel Ghana 
from their game against Portugal, they showed me something and uh, there was there was kind of promise there uh, in terms of, you know, uh, being able to score. Because as I mentioned earlier, um, scoring goals uh, in the group stages is the most important thing and the, pretty much the only way that you're going to guarantee points. So, um, yeah, Ghana, the, the performance in the first half, uh, they came out strong, came out battling, came out fighting. And yeah, it, it seemed like I mentioned um, when watching that first half that the aerial uh, the aerial threat of Ghana seemed to be troubling uh, troubling South Korea quite a lot. But then looking back on it, I think it was just balls coming in from wide areas that seemed to yeah. be in general a problem. And um, any time that you got the ball wide, I just kept thinking to myself, get the ball wide and get balls into the box. I don't, I don't, I don't think that you guys did that enough. Did that um, enough, yeah. I yeah. Agree. And I think that if you if you did it more, you would have punished them even more. But um, you got the dub um, and, uh, you know, you managed to, 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 to hold them off. Uh, so, yeah, man, three points well deserved in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think... Overall, I would say it's been well deserved. Just, just in terms of like how we battled, how we, you know, how we managed to withstand their pressure. But to be honest, man, I was impressed with South Korea, man. I, th- I mm. thought they played really, really well. I'm never gonna lie. I thought they played better than we had more trouble with them than we did with Portugal. Let me, let me put it that way. Mm. And um, I don't know, man. I was watching this game with Mace in it. Mm-hmm. And I was just asking him, like, what what do you think South Korea lacks? Because, like, obviously, w- what we what we um, associate with like these Asian teams, it's yeah. like the PMP in it. But yeah. I don't even think they lack PMP, bro. Like, they will run. I think they ran at least two, three more kilometers than us. Mm-hmm. They they were strong. They matched us phys- physically as well at points. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but they just couldn't get the ball in the net. In in I think. Which was more luck than anything, to be honest. Yeah, um, yeah man, it, it was a little bit unlucky from a South Korea point of view. But I don't know what, what do you what do you think about that? What do you think that South Korea? Yeah, that's a fair point, man. I think, um, as you say, they have some they have some skilled players in there, man. I think I mentioned on, in the last episode as well that, like, as you as you say, the the Asian players and and the the sort of technique that they um they yeah, have tech, they don't, tech they don't lack boy they, they don't, don't lack, lack at, all. at all um and i think it's prob- the reason why you probably don't see as many of them in in maybe there's there's a few of them in europe in general but maybe like in the premier league um is is just the physicality elements man because even though even though like you say they didn't lack in that department i do feel like towards the latter stages of the game they did begin to fade and they didn't you know the 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 they became sloppier basically and i think um but was you know, that not more like desperation perhaps yeah that yeah, yeah yeah that's that's a possibility i think um their their um number 6 i, I think i tweeted as well when um uh, in the first half he's uh something huang like he he yeah, yeah. is a player man like mm-hmm. he was basically commanding everything so he was shown for the ball um he was basically the guy that was um uh, the controller basically so anytime uh they they looked to get the full forward they did it through him yeah. um anytime they wanted to reset they did it through him um but yeah i think for me um he began to fade in the game and one, once yeah. you saw that um he he began to get run over a little bit by uh, the uh, the Ghanaian team so yeah man um Lamty Lamty with son in his pockets <laughs> Lamty masterclass i'll take that man. momo momo kudos as well 
Oh, young, man. young star boy of the tournament so far? Or I'm, I'm not going to lie. He's definitely up there. Definitely mm. up there. Like he has impressed. He has impressed. He has impressed. So I think he's your, he's basically your X factor. So if you can, if he can create a piece of magic for you, like at some point in the game, you're always going to give yourself an opportunity exactly. to bag. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. um, yeah, man, if, uh, hopefully he can continue this and, um, yeah, in the, in the final game, we should, we should see something from him. I'm sure. We should, man. And then obviously in the other game as well, it was uh, Portugal-Uruguay. I was a bit disappointed with this game because I expected more Same. fireworks, especially from a Uruguay point of view. But this was like an easy, easy win for Portugal, man. Routine. Mm-hmm. Um, Bruno Fernandes with, a two, with two goals. Uh, this guy, I've been onto him ever since he touched United to be honest but he's 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 moving he's moving a bit different this tournament um a, a little I don't know he he looks a little bit more cleaner mm. would you say so yourself like yeah, less man. mistakes less rago passes you know what I mean yeah he's he's it's the Ten Hag effect man no I don't know I don't know I'm joking I'm joking but I think he's he's just um yeah I think he's playing with freedom but still in a controlled way and I think now he's beginning to find, uh, well, I hope he's beginning to find a little bit of balance. Um, he's, uh, I don't think they look to him to necessarily get on the ball to dictate, but he gets into key areas um, where, you know, he can be threatening. Like, obviously, yeah. we know we've seen with United that he he can do the late runs into the box. He can do the, um, the pass before the assist. He can do the assist. But it's just about being in those threatening areas. Um, and I think as long as he continues to do that, especially in tournament football, he's going to get his rewards, man. Um, so I think he's the ultimate tournament football guy, man. Facts, like if there's facts. any player, then it would be like Bruno Fernandes. And to be honest, man, he's probably been one of the players of the tournament so far, man. If I have to be... If I have to leave the agenda at the door for once, like yeah. if I think against Ghana as well, even though that people were like saying that he was like a ten out of ten, I didn't think he was. I don't think he was like that, but he was definitely Portugal's best player. Yeah, in regards to everything went through him, um, and we couldn't really stop him. So yeah, and he he carried on, man. Um, that first goal was it the first goal or the second? Yeah, first goal actually, mm-hmm. uh, where Ronaldo tried to claim the thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Was it? What, what, what were you telling me? Yeah. Shameless or I've I've looked at it a few times since then, and I, I don't think he get, no he doesn't get a touch. Let's be real, he doesn't get a touch. And um, yeah, I think you know there's been talks about him going to what is it Portuguese FA or 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 who to to basically contest uh, yeah, to contest it and yeah FIFA sorry and um, to contest the goal. And basically claim it, which is kind of a sheg on Bruno because, you know, he didn't, he obviously intended to find Ronaldo, but, you know, he didn't connect and the goal was given to him. Um, So why should you then go and uh, try and take it off your teammate? But it's very much Ronaldo in it. So they need that. They need their go to be in the history books, man. So (laughs) I get it, man. Um, obviously, this particular group will reach its conclusions. Uh, Portugal themselves, they've already qualified, so they're calm. Uh, but mm-hmm. Ghana, South Korea and Uruguay, we still have to slug it out. Well, Ghana, Uruguay will be a repeat of the quarter, no, yeah, quarterfinals yep. of 2010. Um, where do you see Ghana's chances here? I think that you'll be 
it, it won't. It won't I reckon you'll win first and foremost, um, because as we say, Uruguay have been absolutely disappointing in this tournament so far. Um, you know, have they? They haven't. They haven't bagged at all, have they? In the two, in their nah, first two games, zero so. Goals, yeah. Um, and Ghana seem to be, you know, five goals in their first two games. They they seem to be really building on the momentum, and um, you know, hopefully this last game will be kind of the, the the peak of their of their powers in terms of the group stages. Uh, and I don't think Uruguay will be able to handle that if we're basing that off, if we're basing it off their first two performances. They're not they're not coming to do niche in this game yeah. against Ghana, but at the same time. Ghana do need to be wary of that because, you know, they'll be looking to, exactly, they'll be looking to try and put in a performance and make an account of themselves. And at the same time, Ghana have shown their defensive frailties, like you say. So, yeah, they just need to be careful and remain switched on. But I think, yeah, Ghana should, should be too much for them. Let's see, man. They still call Valverde, Bentico. Yeah, yeah. Sench. Yeah. Cavani, so I mean, but let's see, man. We, 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 like I said, man, I said lose against Portugal, beat South Korea, draw Uruguay, and that should be enough, man. I don't see yeah. South Korea doing anything against Portugal, maybe a draw. Um, yeah. but yeah, that's 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 the most I see them do, to be honest. Um, let's move on then, um, to I think to the groups that that've already been settled, yeah, right? So that is Group A, mm-hmm. Holland's group. But let's start with Ecuador v Senegal. So obviously that was the quote-unquote grudge match. A lot of people were looking forward to that game. I said like two teams that are kind of like equal to each other in terms of physicality, strength, player for player. Uh, Senegal ended up um, taking all the points, man, with a 2-1 win, being the first African team to be in a round of 16 so far. What have you made of Senegal without Mane? Yeah, that's. I think that's the big, uh, the big point there, man. Senegal without Mane. Um, there was question marks coming into it. How would they cope without their talisman? Will they be able to, to score? Will they be able to, you know, put in performances worthy of, of qualifying from their group? And I think, you know, from their first game, uh, they showed that. There's something about them, at least, you know, um, even though it was a 2-0 loss to Netherlands, um, I didn't think their performance was that bad. I mean, they battled, but they just didn't do enough bag. to bag, basically. Yeah. 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 So, you know, they, they kind of laid, even though it was an L, they laid a bit of a foundation to build on. And obviously the next game being against Qatar. And for me, that w- Qatar has just been the whipping boy of the group. Uh, three mm-hmm. points for everyone. But, you know, they still had to do a job and get three points there. So, um, you know, coming into the game against uh, Ecuador, they're probably, you know, next to obviously the, the Netherlands game, their most difficult game. But yeah, they really had to, to come together and put in a performance. And I think defensively, it was their best performance out of their three. I think Koulibaly was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, they did what they needed to do to, to qualify. Um, Ismail Asar getting on the, the score sheet with the penalty too. Um, so yeah, it's one of those ones where uh, next round is is against England, isn't it? Mm-hmm. The game's against England, so obviously a really really tough game. Um, England, I'm see, I'm hearing, you know, the English are already kind of saying we're through, we're through. Um, oh really? Should, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shouldn't <laughs> shouldn't be uh, much of a problem, but yeah, don't underestimate them, man. 
Don't understand nah. Not at all. Solid team, man. Um, and then the other other game in that group was Netherlands v Qatar, um, which ended up a 2-0 win um, for the Netherlands. Uh, Cody Gakpo with a, with another goal. Three goals for him now. And then Frankie, T, Frankie de Jong. What the hell? T. Young. Frankie <laughs> de Jong with a tap-in. Mm-hmm. Two future United boys. Chat to me. <laughs> what, have you made, what, what have you made of them? Oh, man. Yeah, to be honest... Cody, Cody Gakpo just silently doing his work, man. Um, top scorer in, well, joint top scorer in the competition. Um, he just said, do you know what? Yeah, like performance wise, if we, if we talk about his performances, they haven't been anything to write home about, right? Like as, a, as like an overall performance, but he's, he's still bagging. So I think that's probably a trait that you can look at as not everybody has that where they're ineffective for large parts of the game, but can still influence influence it through goals or some sort of contribution. Um, so obviously that's a positive thing. Um, and yeah, Frankie de Jong getting his goal. Uh, yeah, not much more to say about that, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I didn't watch the game, man. I don't know if you did, mm. but like, how was it? Because I was expecting us to win 4-5-0 or something, man. But it being just a 2-0, yeah, sounds um, a bit flat. Yeah, it, it wasn't... I mean, you guys didn't by any stretch blow them away, like even just general performance wise. I don't think you did. Um, but Qatar are just terrible, man. And they on for the large part of a game will offer nothing. And I think that was just a story. You got your two goals and yeah, you, you, you guys didn't have to really get out of the, get up to the next gear to do anything else. So, um, yeah, Qatar just didn't just offer nothing. Coasting. Yeah. Yeah. Man. Yeah. I mean, there were like talks around here, around the media saying that um, they couldn't believe that Van Gaal didn't play like the young young boys like Noah Lang, Xavi Simons yeah. uh, for this game against Qatar because it was a done done deal anyway. That he still brought on Wout Vechos, Vincent Janssen. Um, yeah, just just from the outside looking in, what do you mm-hmm. make of what do you make of that? Because obviously you would like mm-hmm. to see those exciting young boys at least those will probably those would have probably been their only minutes in the tournament yeah, exactly and now yeah. that's been um yeah not handed to them by Van Gaal. but again it's as much as i hate to say it yeah it's it's very much Van Gaal, man like mm. he he is very rigid in his tactics he's very rigid in his selections and even <laughs> It is a little bit of surprise that even though the deal was done, you don't bring on um, some of the guys that you've brought. But this is the kind of thing that we've seen from Van Gaal before, even at club level. So if he doesn't, if he himself just doesn't want to do something, he won't do it for the sake of it. Um, So yeah, it's just another Van Gaal thing, really. So yeah, that's Group A done. Um, Senegal, Netherlands, and they will be facing um, the play, the team, sorry, uh, that qualified from Group B that also played yesterday. Iran versus USA, a must-win match for both teams, ended up being a USA dub. Um, surprised? Uh, it could have gone either way. I think I wouldn't have been surprised um, at either result. Um, mm. Iran uh, had their previous game. They they played really well against Wales. Um, and... You could you could make a case for either team to to go on onto the next round. Probably more for Iran because they've probably looked more exciting in their first two games. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, uh, yeah, it wasn't what so either way, either way, 
So, yeah, though that means, obviously, with that win for the USA, that means that they will face um, Holland um, in the next group, in the next round, sorry. Would and you then in, you, uh, I think we should, I don't know. I mean, so far in this tournament, we haven't been that impressive against, like, you know, on paper, uh, yeah, lower opposition. So, mm. I don't know if USA might spring a surprise on us, man. But, yeah, we should win. But I don't know. I'm not going to. I'm not going to be overconfident. Saturday, yeah. 4 p.m., man. Posted regardless, but boy, <laughs> it's tight. It's tight. Um, the other game in that group, Wales v. England, the United Kingdom derby. <laughs> yep. Um, England um, winning with three goals to nil. Marcus Rashford good with two goals. Phil Foden with a goal as well. Um, I mean, from since the beginning of this tournament, I've been screaming Rashford to start, Rashford to start. People are my witnesses. It's there. Um, and every wax. time Rashford... It's on wax as well. And every time Rashford has played, um, he's, he's, he's performed. He's, he's, he's done well. And he's basically like scared the shit out of his defences. And again, against Wales, uh, yeah, he mustered it. Yeah, he, two great goals. First one was a free kick, whipped him perfectly. And then the second one was just crazy individual brilliance, man. That, that This reminds me of that Rashford... From you way way back when uh, Van Gaal get handed his debut, so mm -hmm. yeah, press man, Mister Mister Union Union Jack yourself. <laughs> Chat to me, England. I know you were gassed. Uh, nah, man. I mean, I can't remember the last time I celebrated uh, an England goal or an England win, man. I can't lie to you, but <laughs> um, yeah, it's what i took away from the game obviously is the rashford performance and and foden getting getting on the score sheet i think with rashford uh it's it's just really really good to see just from a united fan perspective i think he's hit the he's hit form at the perfect time for this tournament and now it's one of those ones where i don't think you can even say gareth southgate has a selection issue because rashford has to start he has to start now and he made a case for himself when he came on uh, against Iran and he's made an even stronger case for himself now uh, with this performance against Wales and the threat that he offers, um, like you say, he's getting back to that Rashford that burst onto the scene where he was playing with no fear, with no handicap, with no no handbrake on, all of that stuff. He's, he's playing at that level now and we could even see another gear gone up now because his maturity in terms of where he's he, he's at mentally, we could we could we could actually see Rashford exceed the levels that he's already set for himself. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, man, I'm all for it, and I, and I hope he goes on to 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 really take this uh, tournament by the scruff of the neck and and really put his stamp on it, man. Does he does he need to start for you from now on? Hundred would that 100, be wise? Hundred hundred man. Yep, he has to start. My goat just missed the penalty, man. Fuck. Damn. Fuck, you know. Anyways, <laughs> some will say normal level. Um, let's <laughs> let's keep it stepping, man. Yeah, I had another question. So mm. obviously, England's captain, um, Harry Kane, um, he's good for a few assists here and there. You know, that's, that's you know, yeah, he's a striker. <laughs> but anyways, um, but <laughs> three games, zero goals. Mm. Chat to me, man. Is is this a cause of concern or? Am I am I am I chatting shit again? 
I don't think you are, man. I don't think you are because the only reason why, you know, there hasn't been too much loud around this year is because he's still contributing. Like you say, he's got his assists. And really and truly, if you take away Harry Kane from this team, we England may not have scored the goals that they've scored in this in this tournament so far. So in what I'm what yeah, what I'm I mean for, for the key goals, definitely. Mm, for okay. what I from from what I've seen, like in terms of like his role as a striker, yes, he's been absent, but we know what Harry Kane brings beyond just a striker, right? And his playmaking abilities and what he can do for a team just being on the pitch. So you have to account for Harry Kane as a player, regardless of what position he takes up on the pitch. Um, And I think defenders always have that in mind when playing against Harry Kane. And simple movements that drag players out of position will give, um, will open up opportunities for other players. And... Mm even though he's not bagging at the moment, um, which is definitely a question mark because as the the, the focal point of uh, this English team, as, as a striker, you want to see him on the score sheet. But we don't need that from him as a striker. Yeah, yeah. To be honest, I, I'm just, I'm trying to just make a case for him. Do you know what I mean? Because I understand why people aren't loud in it as much. I mean but, the point the point that you're making I'll take that that probably mm-hmm. the key goals without him wouldn't have been made. Mm-hmm. But I'm just thinking like would like a Phil Foden through the middle mm-hmm. would he have you know would he have um yeah well, force nineteen. Not no sorry not force nineteen just do that do that uh, front three that I did Saka uh, Saka Sterling and then Rashford nine mm-hmm. and then you have like uh for um feel folding like as an eight in the middle, like yeah. doing the creative stuff. Yeah. Would would he have been able to perform those assists then, you reckon? Or like is it really like Kane or Bust <sighs> in regards to the creativity of England? This is the th- it's so it's so mad that we're saying that man because <laughs> <laughs> the the fact that Harry Kane is a premier elite finisher in terms of his ability to score goals and we're talking about him in this England team, which is meant to be built up of the best talent in England. And we're talking about him as being the the primary source of playmaking. It's like... Bro, it's I won, cr- man. I won. Yeah, it's, it's crazy when you think about it in that way, because, I mean, if we look at the assists, the assists were, were pretty impressive. I can't lie. The, the yeah, Hurricane yeah, yeah. assists, they were pretty impressive. Thanks. And to say that, um, you know, could a Philly do that? That there's a question mark there. We we know we know Philly's ability, but to do it in the way that Kane did it, we have to put a question mark. We put a question mark for most people because Harry Kane's ability to do that is mad. But you make a a valid point in this England team. Should we be talking about Kane being the main play playmaker? And the answer is no to that question. The answer is no. So yeah, we need we need Kane up top scoring goals, not not dropping off and creating. Really, but in in conclusion, yeah, like so, we're mm. going into the round of sixteen. Next game against Senegal, <clears throat> you're you're still starting with Kane despite his um, lack 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 of form in front of goal. I'm I'm starting with Kane and I'm dropping I'm dropping one of the wingers, man. I'm dropping I'm dropping Raheem. either yeah I'm dropping Raheem. I'd probably say keep 
keep Saka, um, but someone has to make way for Rashford in it. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Facts. Um, another one before we move on from England. Uh, your other mm-hmm. boy, Basmati Rice. <laughs> so I know, I know, it's a, I know, it's, I know, it's when a certain uh, Don that played under sixty minutes so far for his club coming in in that game, and done way more than Declan Rice has done in the in the, these two three games as well. I mean, I know you've know probably noticed as well in regards to. I mean, minus the physicality that I think mm-hmm. Rice has over Calvin Phillips, I think mm-hmm. Phillips is a superior player, and mm-hmm. I'm sorry that I took just that small sample size, but I'm also casting my mind back to England's Euro run and he was mm-hmm. a huge part of that as well, Calvin Phillips. So, mm-hmm. what, what, where's your, what's your position on that? Because obviously you're a, you're a huge Declan Rice fan. Um, <laughs> okay. Are you not? Yep. I'm, or are I'm you a just, fan. Are you I'm just a, a, normal, a, norm, a normal fan? Yeah, yeah. So, you're, so you're a huge Declan Rice fan and... Um, I was I was talking to Shalom about this as well. Like, is is he the only player that England has to offer? Because it seems like Declan Rice has that position secured for years. But mm. if Calvin Phillips has something to say, he could, he could, he could, he could take that from him, or at least challenge him. Yeah. Um, hmm. I think with the Rice situation, what he does for West Ham is probably a lot more amplified because it's in a lesser team. So I think we know that, and I say lesser team when I talk about West Ham with all due respect, but I'm talking about like in comparison to, let's say the the traditional top six, right? So in this in that West Ham team, Declan Rice is one of the standout players because, um, you know, what he offers, as you say, from a physicality perspective and... In that in that West Ham shirt, I feel like he does a lot more progressing of the ball, especially when he he runs with it and actually looks to force the issue and take it forward. But in this England shirt, he he's um I don't know, man. He, he he's very replaceable for me because when he gets the ball, he doesn't have that bravery that he does in a West Ham shirt. I feel and he doesn't look to force the issue he doesn't look to pass forward um he plays it safe for most of the game and when you look at uh a Calvin Phillips certainly from like um let's say a controller perspective and he's a his technical ability I think he he definitely 100% does a better job progressing the ball um uh without having to run with it as well I think he 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 can he can play through the lines but he hasn't played enough football this season, and yeah. that's the fact of the that's the fact of the matter. And Gareth Southgate, as we know, has his favourites, and you have to do something pretty spectacular for him to go against his favourites. So in this case, Rice was uh, Phillips was never going to get picked over Rice in this case, um, yeah. and I don't even think that he'll get more minutes in this tournament. If I'm honest, Rice is Rice is probably top three names on that team sheet. For, for Southgate and and that's just how it is man so um, yeah Phillips hasn't played enough football this season so that's probably where the favour comes in um, but I do agree with you ability wise Phillips is better than Rice I agree with you yeah alright let's um, move on then to um, um, to Wells I would just quickly want to touch on Wells um, mm-hmm. they were still they, they are still calling up players like Joe Allen Aaron Ramsey, 
where I, I even forgot where he plays. Um, <laughs> Gareth Bell, who's in America. Um, I'm seeing Kiefer Moore leading the line. They finished this tournament with minus five goal difference, one point. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> between them and Qatar, who, who's been worse? You know what? I'd say I'd say <laughs> Wales because Qatar have at least, you know, the games that they've been involved in have been interesting, right? But mm. Wales just have been dire, man. Still, as you say, still calling up these dinosaurs. And I think it just shows that a deep, deep refresh needs to happen within this within this uh, Wales squad. And a lot of the Wales pundits, um, you know, that have been appearing through this World Cup, I think they just have this happy-to-be-here mindset because it's the first time in, what, over 50 years that they've, they've appeared in a World Cup and it's a, a big, momentous thing for them. And, you know, the romance coming into the tournament was huge and... Even then, coming, you know, first game, it was just more about we are so happy to be here, not we are going to make noise and do something. It was just yeah. all this, it was all hope, right? So, yeah, for me, massive, massive refresh needs to happen. I think the the boys who have brought them this far, that's the Bells and the Ramses of this world. Done. Make way, man. Yeah, mm. make way. They're done. Um, and... Yeah, that's that's the only only thing I can read. I don't even think that they <laughs> when Bell Bell said he's not hanging it up here, but when those guys finally do hang it up, you just wonder when the next time they're they're yeah, gonna make a tournament is gonna man. be. Yeah, bro. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> if you have to rely on man like Brendan Johnson and that is he, is uh, he Brendan, he's Welsh, right? Yeah, then yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's, bro, it's long, man. That key for more as well. Wow. <laughs> just his name, man. Um uh, let's move on then to Group D that also reached its conclusion today. Uh, France and Australia made it through to the next round. Um, Australia beating Denmark, who many tipped to be a dark horse to at least come far in this tournament, um, finished bottom in their group. Mm. And Tunisia, um, they did their job, beat France, but obviously ultimately it was not enough because Australia did their did what they needed to do. And... Um, yeah, that means both France and Australia finished the group with six points, but obviously France have the better goal difference. Um, have you been impressed with Australia? Because I did not expect them to get out of this group second. Or, yeah, yeah. like at all. Yeah, neither did I, man. Um, I think for me, impressed is probably a stretch. Um, surprised, 100%. Um if you look at their games against Tunisia and their games against Denmark, uh, the the goal that they scored in each game, you'd probably argue were against the run of play. Um, and fair enough, you have to you know be in positions to take your chances. But yeah, they, <laughs> six points out of this group for Australia is a massive win. And whatever happens, whatever happens. Um, post this they can be proud of what they've done in this in this group stage so yeah I think they just have to take it like that um, and honestly their games were boring to watch from from what I recall so because the thing is yeah like Australia we've we've we know we've, they've had some we've known them with Harry Kewell Mark Viduka Tim, Tim Cahill, Cahill. Yeah. like like what's what's that what's that Bresciano mm-hmm even like they've even had like midfielders that were like known like worldwide. And this Australia team, the only person I knew was like Matthew Leckie and and Matt Ryan in goal, and the mm, rest Aaron, Aaron Moy, Aaron Moy of course. The rest I'm not 
too familiar with 100%. So, yeah, I mean, Socceroos, boring, boring bunch. But shout out them for making our group with Tunisia and Denmark specifically, Thanks. man. Um, France, um, obviously, they they had a much changed um, side that played against um, Tunisia. Um, but, I mean, you would still expect a win or not. Or they could just, as long as they finish top of their group, it's calm. Yeah, um, Deschamps completely changed the team for this game. Um, it was pretty much unrecognisable. Unrec- but <clears throat> we talked so much about France and their depth and, you know, their like for likes and all of that stuff. As you say, you'd expect, you know, the team on paper to, to still move to them, if I'm honest mm. with you. So a bit of a surprise or very much a surprise, I think, in the sort of last 20 minutes of the game, he he brought on his stronger players. But I think the game the game had already really run its course by then. Um, it had Kamavinga at left back as well, which yeah, I don't no. know. I don't, all the times that I've been watching France, I've never seen Kamavinga play there before. I don't know if you have, but I thought that yeah. was a strange call. Guendouzi was playing wing and was was on the wings as well. Yeah. At the start. So yeah, it was a bit was a bit weird, but um, did a bit of experimenting. Obviously, a, 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 a small talking point in this French team as well is that William Saliba is getting them damn nigger. <laughs> Excuse my language, but he's getting them. Yeah, man, he'll take these minutes. <laughs> and obviously, this is this is come this is come as a, it's coming as a shock, specifically to Arsenal fans because yeah. obviously he's he's having an immense season. Yeah. Um, but like someone like Okonate, who's who's hardly played this season, I think for us probably only two games, um, mm-hmm. off the back of an injury since preseason, um, has just basically like. He's been the main starter, basically. Mm. Um, what, what, what's your, um, what's your take on that? Because obviously, I've been um, having fun with the Arsenal lads <laughs> who said otherwise prior to the World Cup. But to me, like, it's expected. To be honest, mm-hmm. I didn't, mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, um, I didn't think that he would be fourth choice. But I definitely didn't think like he would like be a main starter if Varane was um, rolling as well. But I don't know. What yeah. do you think? Um. I mean, coming into the tournament, like Arsenal fans were pretty excited because there was rumours that, you know, Saliba would come in and be one of the starting two. Um, But he, as you say, has been getting them scraps minutes. So I don't know, man. It's, I think they're always with the Champs where Konate has been capped a handful of times before. um, I think he is always going to be was always going to be above Saliba in this case, at the very least. Um, I was I was quite um, surprised I to think, see him think, start the first game. Yeah, I think um, Saliba has had, at that point more caps than Konata. You know. Oh really? If I, if I, um, yeah, man, he's currently on five. So prior yeah. to the tournament, he was on like two or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Um, hmm. So we can't run that one, you get me? Yeah, you can't, you can't. It's just, it, it probably just comes down to ability then at the moment, isn't it? I mean, the, the uh, partnership... Honest, man, I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 to be honest, like, we have to we have to keep it a buck, yeah? Like, obviously, mm-hmm. like, what will come into play that Konate last season has played, like, big games in it. Mm-hmm. And I can take I can take that as an argument that he has the experience of like playing mm-hmm. in the big game and performing well in those. Obviously, mm-hmm. the Champions League final and both cup 
domestic cup finals. Fair enough. Um, but how is a man that's played like two league games playing ahead of you? Mm. <laughs> is that do like? You think, do you think? Do you think that there's a, a maybe a little bit of um, thinking on the champs part? So obviously, Konate and Upamecano were partners for Leipzig. Um, the mm. season was it the season before last or the season before that? Anyway, See, they had. Yeah. yeah, they have experience playing in a partnership together. And obviously Varane is still kind of playing himself into fitness. He was probably going to be the the sure starter out of the two if he was fully fit. Um, but having that chemistry between those two was, I, I like to think, was in Deschamps thinking. And yeah, then yeah, and to, on top they played of together that, in, on the 21s and on mm-hmm. the 18s as well. Exactly right. So yeah. I think that would, would have probably come into his thinking. And on top of the fact that I think in that game, Konate was fantastic. Upemecano played well in that first game, um, group stage game against Australia. I thought they were great together. Um, so you can't, Varane's going to come in, in it. So one of them had to go. And um, yeah. Konate out of the two probably played better. So he's kept his place, man. And I think, yeah, if we if we look at it just in a, an objective way, that probably comes down to that, man. Yeah, man. It's just better, man. But she doesn't want to hear it, man. doesn't want to hear it. But Saliba's coming, though. Saliba's coming. Yeah, yeah. All right. Say less, then. We've reached the conclusion at the moment. They are finalizing Group E. Um, Port Poland v Argentina's Guane right now. Messi missed the penalty. And then, obviously, Saudi Arabia v Mexico as well, which is surprisingly to me still nil-nil. Um So at the moment, Poland and Argentina are going through and then um, Saudi Arabia is heading out. I would love to see a Saudi Arabia win. I would love to see Saudi Same. Arabia going through. Same. <laughs> I would love Same. to see that, man. And there's e- every chance of that happening, man. But yeah, man, Prez, thank you very much thank for you, coming bro. in tonight. Um, and we'll catch you next time. Peace. Hey,